what the? <laughs> Welcome to OCR Unedited. I'm Dave Claxton with my partner here. Juan. Juan Carlos. All right, you set, you ready now? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. So I want to dive right into this because this is just from today and it's fresh in my mind. And um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's Spartan and it was the Spartan 24 hour unbreakable thing. So, um, and I'll tell you straight out. So a little anecdotal story here. Uh, my coach asked me, sent me the, the message. She said, hey, have you seen this? Are you interested in doing it? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it because the way some of their, their virtual stuff has gone, it's been a bit of a, bit of a disaster. And this one says at the end for the last six hours, Spartan death race, which to me immediately means I have zero interest in cutting my grass with scissors and moving my couch out of the house and whatever other crazy shenanigans they want you to do. So, but in the interest of fairness and not judging, I, I tuned in more than I wanted to today. And it was, it was a complete gong show. I, I can't fathom in my mind why anybody does this. Um, and it's not just why anybody, the people that do it, they are tough as nails, man. They are athletes. They have incredible grit and determination. I can think of so many better things for them to do with it than this. I watched near the end and, and I, I didn't see the beginning part where they were doing the sprint and the suit yeah. and all that, which I'm not sure how they, how they, how they, adjudicated that and how they decided who actually did what in the case i'm assuming that that was probably a mess as well but i'm just going to leave that alone and can only to, imagine and go to what i did see and what i did see was like six people screaming at hundreds of people in a zoom chat room and just i mean like getting them to do stuff like okay, you've got a bucket of water. You're supposed to hold it out in front of you. Well, people aren't doing it right. They're catching some people. They're not catching others. They're just randomly going, hey, you're eliminated. You're eliminated. Oh, you're eliminated. Hey, you should be doing this. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Find that why I like you. So it's okay. You can stick around. Like, it was just, and I guess people who are into this death race stuff are used to the complete arbitrariness of it. I don't even think that's the way you say it, but it's completely arbitrary. It's just whoever they pick. And then in, they had them like dumping the water bucket on their heads inside their houses. I was worried somebody's phone or tablet or whatever they were videoing with was going to get smoked. I saw people that I guarantee had slow connections were getting eliminated just because they weren't hearing what was being said. Yeah. It was, and in the end they picked four winners and stopped an hour early. It just, it's like, it was just completely, Hey, yeah, do, it's one of those. It, exactly. It's a head scratcher. And I, uh, what the, did I just see? <laughs> it, and this is the thing is it pisses me off because if they made this really great long challenge, right? And they could put in all the crazy crap they wanted, but said in the beginning, this is the crazy crap you're going to do. This is what you're going to need to be prepared. Cause people were like 23 20, or 22 hours in 20 hours in whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, Hey, you need a home Depot bucket, exactly the size of a home Depot bucket, or you can't really proceed. Well, you know, somebody might be giving it all they got and never have known that they needed that. It just, yeah. it makes it take away from the sport. I'm all about the sport of OCR. And I know that this is a separate entity. This is a Spartan death race. It's not really the sport of OCR, but people associate it with Spartan, people associate it with the sport and it, it drags it down. It, it just makes me less, less inclined to, to want to be a part of that Spartan culture. Yeah. Just, no. I don't get it. And like I said, it's not a knock against the people that do it. The people that do it are, they're badasses, but they're getting, they're getting sold a raw deal. I do know, that some people 
beforehand were like I have, I have a personal friend who was gonna do it and one of the things she was told was that she'd have to make a mask out of her underwear for for the race and I'm like what is that like this is just it's beyond understanding to me different podcast just with that said yeah exactly and I'm like you know, and I don't think that I don't think there was anything on the bad about like I think everybody was getting told that they didn't have to take their underwear off during the race or anything. They just had probably had to make a strange mask, right? Kind of an embarrassment thing. So, but either way, it's just it's not for me. I don't get it. Overboard, don't you think? Pardon me. It's a little too overboard. Yeah, I do. I, I think it is. I think I think Spartan can have such a great product in so many ways, and then they get these silly ideas in their head and they like yeah we got to be greek spartans and tough and 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 uh it's just it just it makes me cringe it is to quote my son it's cringe worthy the whole thing was just cringe yeah i just i sat there and i had to i kept shutting it off because i'm like this is just trash and then i'd have to turn it on because like i should watch so that i can make a fair assessment on it and you know what i probably missed i probably should have watched the whole 24-hour thing to make a pure fair assessment of but i could not stomach it it was just terrible now this is a 24-hour challenge yeah 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 and in the beginning this started this started yesterday and it ended today. today yeah 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 it started yesterday i believe at 3 p.m eastern That's time right. and then it ended today at 2 because for some reason they shut it down early i guess again i have no idea why they picked two two male finishers and two female finishers but when i was listening to it they actually had five and then they switched that and then the one girl who won didn't win but was called back in because a guy who they were going to pick to win said she actually did better than him it's all over the it's a race with i get it it's not supposed to have a finish line it's supposed to be something different and it is definitely different but from listening to you, I take it that this event or this challenge, this 24-hour challenge, was more for shits and giggles. No, dude, <laughs> dude. The people who won got a lifetime Spartan pass. Lifetime, eh? Lifetime. And I'm like, that's that's real prize. Like, I mean, the, the, the joke was that uh, Spartan said they have $64 million in prizes to give away. So I guess that's what they value for lifetime passes at, which... I don't know. I'm sure they did the math somehow, but someone made a great comment on on, on the Discord. Um, I hope they don't have to pay tax on that. If you know, they're <laughs> giving a lifetime pass to all their Spartan races for the winners, I think they may want to reevaluate the actual OCR races right now with their prize, <laughs> with yeah. their cash and prizes that they're giving away. Because if that's the case, then what the hell am I running Spartan races for? Yeah, I, I, can I go just to virtual races win and get a lifetime pass. It was it was again it was crazy, um, and I, I apologize if I upset anybody that's a death race person and that was into it. But um, and you're loopy if you did it in my mind, and hats off to you. But yeah, oh oh, dude, yeah. So uh, um, they actually had them eat an what? onion, had to eat a raw onion during the race. Like so, they're in the middle of the race, they were doing like all these workout stuffs and whatever they were set up, and they're like, okay, you got to eat a raw onion. And like, Man. Not a Brussels sprout. Yeah, like it's 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 <laughs> that vegetable. I don't know. It's it's fear factor, man. I, I it was just it was tragic and sad, and I had to get it in there right away because I it's just so fresh in my mind. And I just if I ever say I, I to you don't. if I ever say to you, hey Juan, I'm thinking of doing a death race, just like punch me in the head, 
and 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 leave me there because <laughs> i'm just gonna laugh like i am yeah, right now <laughs> exactly yeah it was it was tragic go so, ahead buddy yeah i'll send you the enjoy video your <laughs> yes exactly enjoy your onion that's your rationals today uh, uh, one of the one of the things too that I, and this might be me being a bit of a pansy or whatever you say but they keep telling people no you're not supposed to be drinking water now don't take a drink break and drink water and i'm like no that's not cool no. like we've seen too many people on football fields you know in training camps cack this over from no water. So Whoever this, came up with that idea or that rule that you can't have water, mm -hmm. you may want to go and reevaluate yourself. Okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was my experience watching the death race. I'm glad I will never have to watch it again. And yeah, I love Spartan. Don't get me wrong. I wear yeah. Spartan mostly yeah. almost every day because that's all I have. You I are you are a Spartan guy. But yeah, I I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Spartan athlete. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are. But I mean, I don't have time to go do Unbreakable. I don't even know what the thing's about. No, it's a no. All I know, it's a 24-hour event that I'm sorry, I can't. I was gardening today from five, <laughs> six in the morning. I finished at five at five in the afternoon. Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> and here's here's some stuff. Okay, so again, and I've I've said this about Spartan before. Is sometimes they have cool ideas and neat stuff, and then they just go off the rails. But they did this yeah. for this was a free entry. You didn't have to pay. And they were giving away a massive prize. If they had just made it a real event, it would have been amazing. Like yeah. it started out, I guess you had to do a virtual sprint, a virtual super, a virtual beast, over like all that stuff. That's great. But, yeah, that I heard. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they adjudicated that well, that would have been, and just left it at that, that would have been absolutely fantastic. You know, if they could have, if they could have um, properly officiated that, and then moved on yeah. and actually just awarded the winners of a male and a female from there, awarded them the prize. That would have been absolutely amazing. But instead they had to so, turn it into a gong show. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, true. So I know that, like you said, you're doing a 5k, 10, 21 and ultra. I think so. Now, I think that's, that's what they did. Yeah. So you're including the running and you're including obstacles. So you're looking at about 130 to 140 obstacles you got to do in total. Yeah, it was massive. It was it, that on its own would have been how do you something like that? And how, do you, how can you? Uh, this is a virtual race, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> how do you officiate? How do you police something like that? And, 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 you know, you, of course, you expect, Spartan expects, and, you know, that every individual participating is going to uphold their, uh, the honor code, do what is required, and, uh, and so forth. So, but how do you police that? How do you officiate? How do you have, you, you, you can't even take a video because you're too busy running and doing obstacles, right? Unless you have a witness with you to tape you or do all this. I, 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 I well, just, I can't see it happening. No, and, and, and to back that up too, is even if you did say miraculously, let's say you could video yourself doing all that. Well, you have hundreds and hundreds of entries and then, then Spartan would have to screen every video after to officiate who actually did what. It's not feasible. It's, it's not a feasible event. It was a cool idea, but it should have been left on the drawing board. Exactly. It's a cool idea, but yeah, you're giving out a free lifetime pass, okay? <laughs> exactly, yeah, you're giving out a great prize. Make it a great event. Um, I don't want my medal after my sprint or after no. my soup or after my beast. I, all I want is my free pass when I do the race. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Spartan organization. 
free classes in a virtual race if you <laughs> So enough of that. Yes, exactly. I, I've always bashed them, so it's not new for me. <laughs> so, all right, enough, enough of the Spartan thing. We'll jump back to, to where we wanted to go and, and another virtual realm. And this one I have really good information is uh, Force 5. So we're into the second week of Force 5. Yep. So they announced their workouts on Friday at 9 o'clock, same as before. Um, what we have for this week is we have what they called essentially gone for a while is the workout number three, which is it's a 12K run. That's all it is. 12k run um to me a little bit boring and not a lot of you know but on the same side you, you know what it's ocr it's based there's a lot of running i think they had to throw that in there you had to throw in a decent run because you couldn't have it all be the same so um it is it is what it is 12k run nice and simple um you did not have to videotape your entire run you could submit a, a strava or a watch um uh pick um, if you want to do it on a treadmill, you actually could do that then as well. But that, in that case, you did have to have a video of your entire run to do the treadmill. And you know, again, this is where I think Force Five is doing well. Um, they might not be perfect, and it's not foolproof. There are still ways to cheat, but they're trying their best to eliminate as much as possible, and that's good. I think. I think you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if, if somebody's always going to find a way to cheat, it's just, it's just the way it is. But. They're doing everything they can to make this a, a clean event. So that was that's workout three. Yeah, yeah. And then workout four is, uh, and this is a little bit different. So it's this is a dead hang challenge essentially. So, but you're not going to dead hang from a bar. You're going to dead hang from a towel. You know, we always talk about doing towel, towel pull ups to uh, increase grip strength. So picture a normal beach towel or or um, uh, bathroom towel with a knot tied in each end of it then slung over top of a branch, a two by four, whatever, some structure above, solid structure. And then you will hang one hand on each end of the towel and you're gonna dead hang from that towel. Now it's not just a dead hang for time as to who can dead hang the longest. <clears throat> you have, this is an eight minute workout. So you have eight minutes in which you can complete four minutes of dead hanging. So if you hang for a minute and then drop off, right? The four minute clock stops, the eight minute cl clock keeps going. If you manage, oh, and if you drop off, you have to do 20 alternating lunges before you can get back on the towel. Now, if you get through the four minutes of dead hanging in the eight minutes, at that point, you have to do butterfly sit-ups until the end of the eight minutes, and that will judge who's won. So essentially, whoever does the most butterfly sit-ups after their dead hang wins the competition. So uh, it's creative. Um, I might have done some things a little bit different, but that's really a matter of opinion. Um, but it is creative and it's, it's something different. It's, you know, it's out there. And again, you have to flip, submit the complete video of you doing the entire challenge and they have to be able to see your lunges. They have to be able to see the towel you use. They have to be able to see everything. And so again, doing a good job. It's out there. Um, and as well to their officiating credit, I do know that even on the pro level, they sent some of the pro videos back saying, I'm sorry, this is not acceptable. You have to do it again. Yeah, so, so that's good. They're doing a good job officiating it and keeping it uh, clean. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so I mean, uh, I did not do my 12K. I have a 12K slated for tomorrow, so I'll go through that. Uh, I did attempt the towel one, and I did get through the four minutes, but just because, uh, I'll be honest, I screwed up, and um, I, I hang, hung on too long at the beginning and burnt my grip out, and then I wasn't, I, I didn't I didn't use oh, a very oh. smart plan. I was had too much ego and just thought, oh, I'll just get through that. I'm I'm Ninja Dave. I can kill this, but no, um, it was stupid. 
So luckily though, uh, with these, you do not have to submit the first one you try. I'm going to give it again another shot tomorrow. And so Dave, are you telling me that you're human? You can hang for that yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> the, hands were, the hands were shaking pretty good. I, I did have a pretty good forearm pump at the end of that four minutes. And probably the worst part was, uh, again, this is my practice run, so, so no home minute. So I had uh, two seconds left of the dead hang, and the knot started to slip out of the towel, and I slipped oh. off with two seconds. So then I had to do 20 alternating lunges just to jump back on for two seconds of dead hang. Oh. I was like, oh, for two seconds. <laughs> I know. But, oh, and that, you know what, had that not happened, I probably would have submitted this effort because I probably would have then got in maybe 20, 30 crunches and that would have been, you know, I would have been happy with that. That would have been fine. A lot of people aren't even getting the four minutes in. But um, because that happened, I'm like, no, 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 I can, I can do way better than that. I screwed up enough stuff. I'll do it again. Thanks. So force five doing really well. Um, I think you might've liked that. I think you might've missed out. I think you maybe should have jumped in on that one. Yeah, I wish. I wish, but I can only do so many things. But uh, Force 5, you know what? Um, I do hope that they have another event mm -hmm. in the near future that I can join. Because, one, I'm a big fan of uh, the staff at Force mm -hmm. 5, the equipment that I have. Uh, I use it to strengthen and improve my grip strength. So, Force 5, love you guys. Um, 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 I believe his name is Carl do Carl Duchet. Okay, I think you're right. I mean, I'm not 100%, but I so, think you're right. Um, yeah, I could be saying his last name wrong, so if, you, if you're listening, I do apologize. But, uh, no, Force 5 to everybody out there, they're just phenomenal. They have uh, great equipment. Everybody should go into the website and look. But, uh, yeah, if uh, they have another event, I definitely will be jumping on board because uh, you've been speaking highly of them, and from oh, yeah. what I've read and from what I hear, it's just been positive feedback. And... Uh, and people are really enjoying this race. So good for them. Kudos. Yeah. And, um, and just so, uh, like I said, Force 5 does have great stuff. Uh, but so does Platinum Rig. And I wear my Platinum Rig shirt. And uh, Platinum Rig is very good to me. And they do have great gear and great events. So just I'm throwing in shameless plug. Yay. All right. Um, and actually, speaking of kind of local stuff, there is also a lo And you might be interested in this. Uh, there's a gym out in Sudbury. And they are Ninja Gym predominantly. Uh, yeah. but they're called apex apex uh, training i think apex fitness or whatever but if you google apex fitness or something like that sudbury you'll find them they're launching a virtual trail series because he's also a big time trail runner as well um anybody wants to check something out and support a local company they're already selling shirts for it apex fitness up in sudbury i've been to a apex warrior, apex warrior there you go my my research factory has told me it's apex warrior in sudbury ontario uh, I've been doing a ninja competition at their gym. It's fantastic. They're a great group of guys. And um, Dennis and Patrick, uh, Dennis, I believe, is the owner. Patrick's one of the coaches there. I would have to say two of the top 10 ninjas in Canada, depending on the, um, on the competition. Awesome. Right? At least that I've seen great guys and, you know, super facility. They pack a lot into a little space and have done a great job up there. Yeah, check them out on Instagram, too. They put some good fitness videos up there as well. Yeah. I, Again, we want to put that in. So now, I, yeah, I wanted to ask you, and I told you, I mentioned to you to, to, to come up with this. I don't know if you got time, if you figured, if you did it or if you got time, but I wanted you to tell me who you thought were like the top, top five most important people in the history of OCR. Because I got a feeling we're going to be a little bit different on this. And, I, and we have not discussed this. We haven't discussed this at all. So I'm very interested to hear what Hubble has to say. My top five yeah. most important people in OCR, mm -hmm. I have to start with Hobie Call. Okay. Yeah. 
know, the godfather of OCR. We all truly love and respect. He's done so much for the sport. Yep. Um, from, I think, 2012 and the, um, all the way up to, I believe it's 2016, 2017, when he last, mm-hmm. uh, when he won, I think, the Spartan Race Championship. Yep. Um, um, so he's number one. Uh, then Ryan Atkins. Well, it's hard to argue with Ryan. Jesse yeah. Bruce. Jesse Bruce? Uh, yeah. Ryan Woods. And okay. I pick him for a specific. Ryan Woods, he's, uh, I like him. I like him. And oh, he's, then, he's great. He's Webster. fantastic. And who's and Lindsay Webster? Right. Um, I try to keep it Canadian, but I couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't leave out Hobie Call and Ryan Woods for a number of reasons. But those are my top five most important people in OCR up to date, like to now. Mm-hmm. Or to. So what I'm going to do is, and I'll start it with one. You're going to laugh at this. We have one in common. We shared one on that list. That's the same. And I'll start with that. Ryan Atkins. And I believe for me, Ryan Atkins is just, um, he's the total package. He's, um, he's the kind of guy that can do a one mile TMX and a 24 hour Spartan ultra championship. And he can do them within a month of each other and come out contending, if not winning both of them. He, I think he's, and as much as I could argue, maybe his wife is the most dominant OCR person in the world. I think that Ryan's versatility just makes him the most impressive athlete OCR has ever seen. All right. <clears throat> Another one, <clears throat> excuse me, Hunter McIntyre. The reason I go with Hunter McIntyre is because one, he's a great athlete, but two, his presence and his personality has brought the sport into other aspects. His, he, he can bring the sport mainstream because he does so many other things. I mean, he's all over uh, reality television. He's in the, you know, he's, he's branched out into the CrossFit. I mean, that way you can, you can argue whether that went well or not, but it, it got a claim. It brought more attention to the sport. And that's what I think he does. And like I said, you cannot argue with that guy's athleticism. He, he punches above his level all the time. Like he should not be able to do as well as he does. He just has that raw, no quit. Determination. Yeah. yeah. So then these two are actually going to be, they're not athletes, right? So we're, we're looking at uh, Will Dean, uh, the founder of Tough Mudder, who, um, you know, and I'm going to put a slash there. I'm going to put Will Dean, Mr. Mouse, even though they're two opposite ends of the spectrum. A lot of people argue that Will Dean stole Tough Mudder from Mrs. Mr. Mouse, the idea, but they brought it out, all right? And you know what? So scratch Will Dean. Screw that. I changed my mind. It's just Mr. Mouse. He started it. He, he, he originated it. Will can, you know, take off to wherever he's going. But, now people will agree. but so Mr. Mouse started it all out in England. He needs to be acknowledged in my mind. Yeah. Joe DeSena, as much as I just badmouth Spartan for, I don't know, 15 minutes. He, without him, I don't understand. That's right. Without him, I do not think that we have the sport that we do at all. He, exactly. yes, his Spartan business is the most competitive and most, you know, mainstream race series that we have in, in North America anyway. Um, you can argue maybe some of the ones in Europe, like a toughest or whatever is becoming, uh, becoming a lot more organized and whatnot. So you got to give him that. Now this one I'm off the rails on, and this is the real point I wanted to get to by doing this, because I don't think hardly anybody would pick this guy. It's Jack Bauer. Okay. Jack Bauer is a decent OCR athlete. He's not bad. He's like, you know, top 10, top 15 guy. 
uh, pretty good at yeah. the stadiums and stuff like that. Could but Jack Bauer has revolutionized the sport and a lot of people don't even know it. He has made it so that he's created a, a ranking system um, and he's just particularly in Spartan right now, but he's created the ranking system of Spartan athletes. So if you have competed in an age group or an elite Spartan, you have a rating. Um, and for those of you who have ever been a gamer, picture playing, you know, NHL, whatever on, on an Xbox and Wayne Gretzky or whoever's rated a 99, Sidney Crosby's a 98, whatever the case may be. Well, we have ratings on this system and I've looked them up. So, and rest assured. So I know that I am rated, I believe it's an 80.68. That's my rating. I was pretty happy with that. Cause I didn't, you know, I don't race a lot of Spartans and it takes that into account. Mind. I know yours. <laughs> so what is it? you sir are like an 85. So, I mean, it might not sound like a big difference, but that is actually a substantial, substantial jump above my rating. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, he's created that, which there's been no other way to rate because it has to take into account um, your level of competition, you know, your, the, the difficulty of the race and how many times you race, you know, he has of course. such a complex algorithm involved. I don't understand it. And that's why he has done what he's done. So, that's why for me, Jack Bauer is on the list and what he's got going on right now, because nothing's going on Spartan wise, other than, you know, what we talked about, he's got the greatest of all time bracket going on. And I think anybody out there, if you want to check it out, it has essentially, he's, he started out with 64 of OCR athletes and pitted them against each other. And then it was a public vote as to who moves on in each bracket, kind of a March madness, but by public vote. And it was great. It's a lot of fun. Go check out Jack Bauer's Instagram, give it a vote. And it's just great to even just research some of these names because some of them, especially in the 64 level, you might not even have heard of because they're European and whatnot. We don't get the exposure, but yeah, check it out. So I'm for everybody listening and people that are coming into OCR and don't understand these types of metrics are very important. This is vital information for all OCR organizations for them to prepare a program, which is a, a race course of whatever distance. It allows them to also be able to determine the type of course and how they want it um, marked in the type of obstacles and the level of difficulty. So it's very important that, you know, that all these race organizations have these metrics to be able to determine the type of programs they're going to put out there for the elites, the age group divisions and also for open uh runners sorry no that, absolutely and they need to like this this is the kind of stuff that will expand the sport because people will get to realize you know exactly there's been no other way to rate an athlete and this kind of stuff will help pick favorites and when it starts to be televised better they can you know they can show show the people on the screen hey Today in our in our in our starting group block, we have Ryan Atkins. He's rated a 98, which I think he is. And then they can go down and eventually use it. I think that's this because this this system is set up for with only Spartan stats, but it's done through Yancey Camp. So it's it's Spartan has it. Spartan needs to grab hold of this and use it. And it would be such a great thing to put on their broadcasts. I hope that they jump on uh, between Yancey Yancey and Jack Bauer. They did a great job with this. Um, and I can tell you now without going through the list, but I know who I would end up picking as my, so just, just for you want like best. Oh, this is the best OCR athlete of all time. Who, who you got? Best OCR athlete. I'm yeah, going to say Ryan. Yeah. I'm, I have two people in mind, Ryan 
and Jesse. Oh, okay. No different stories. I know. I think you're you're yeah you're you know definitely home uh, favorite there. Both Canadian and they <laughs> both have done so much. Um, they're just amazing athletes, and they've brought um, I think OCR to another level. Yeah, they're both different athletes. They oh, both yeah. have these different qualities about them that just are very inspirational to a lot of people. They're so humble. They're so they're just very classy. Canadian athletes, and I don't pick them only because they're Canadian. No, but because they're just, it's a happy coincidence. They're just an amazing, <laughs> two amazing athletes that we have here in Canada, and their grit and determination and their focus and what they've done, uh, uh, how they prepare for a race and what they've done for the sport and the type of athletes that they are when they're when they're out in the race, mm-hmm. and to watch them race is just, it's amazing these type of athletes and it's inspiring and it's made me want to go and train somewhat like the way they do. And then, so that way I can perform at my best and hopefully one day I can, uh, you know, if I'm still racing that I can come to close as them, but yeah. they've just been, they're just amazing. So to me is those two. Now I, I'll give you, I'll give you this. Uh, uh, Jesse is a fantastic guy and he is a great athlete, but I'll be honest, he, he, he didn't even come close for my, and I have a top three that, I narrowed it down to that made it tough picks for me. Um, and that's Atkins obviously is one. Lindsay's the other. And, you know, we all within the same household. And John Albin is the other one. And the reason I find it hard to, to like, I'll tell you in this, if I go with it, I almost, I, everybody's got the thing. But when I came down to it and I did my bracket, and even though I might've contradicted myself earlier on, I ended up with Lindsay. Because Lindsay's results, not just from Spartan, but if you take into account um, OCR World Championships and North American Championships, she's got, you know, she's amazing there. And then she's got all the great Spartan titles. I mean, she had, what, four U.S. national titles in a row and and three World Championships. So, I mean, she's right up there. And then she has the great results over with the North American Championships and the World Championships that just on paper, it's hard to argue with her. Ryan's got way more versatility. Right. And I mean, John has been great. He doesn't show up as much, but when he shows up, he's fantastic. But I just, I ended up, I gave the nod to Lindsay. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to argue. Like I said, you can, you can point out any way and make a good argument, but that's where I went. Uh, Lindsay Webster, best OCR athlete of all time. Uh, sorry, you cut out there. One. Just hold on. You've got yourself muted. And see, this is OCR and edited because I'm not going to fix this. <laughs> you got to click your mute button. Oh, it's still showing you. Hold on. There you go. You're back. I'm back. See? Everybody. Do you know how hard that would be for me to fix? But I'm not going to bother. <laughs> It's just not worth it. Yeah, not worth it. All right. So when I say that, that I think that Lindsay's best kind of because of her her OCR, WC, and NORAM, that's because in my mind, NORAM and OCR, WC are the closest thing to what I believe the definition of an obstacle course race should be. And if she's doing the best there, plus with Spartans, that gives her the nod to me. 
And, and, and that's what I'll ask you, what do you think, if you can pick a current race or even just describe yourself, what is the definition of what an OCR race should be to you? Because I have a lot of different thoughts on it. Are we talking about the race or what we think an, an OCR racer is? Not the racer, the race itself. What do you think like an, an obstacle course race should be? What should be in it? What should not be in it? Um, for me, uh, you know, I love OCR races. Mm-hmm. All the, the different uh, distance races that we have in, the, uh, in, in, in Spartan. Um, I love them and I do them all and I've, I enjoy doing them, but I also enjoy savage races, mm-hmm. right? Because of the, you know, the level of difficulty that they, that they have in, in, in with mm-hmm. their obstacles, not the race courses because the majority of the race courses are flat. And so there isn't much of a level of difficulty there as mm-hmm. opposed to Spartan. You, it's not only flat, but you got, you know, you're, you're going up and down mountains. It, it's, you know, very windy and then so much more. Um, so, uh, for me, uh, uh, I've, I prefer East Button Race. Oh, okay. I think, I think that the race directors and in the, um, yeah, the race directors have done a great job in bringing a good Spartan product, uh, the race courses to the field, to the public. Um, I think they've done a great job. Yeah, I think they've understood the need, especially for an elite and uh, not so much elite. I think for the competitive level, they've done a great job to put out the re- the best race course that there out there um, that has a good level of difficulty for for everyone. Yeah. Now, now I I. I totally am on your side with when you say that they put out and and if i let's take the obstacles out the course that they map out through the woods through the trails all that stuff they do a fantastic job um like you say the race directors that lay out those those courses are fan they do awesome it's i would i would give them the tops for that um the problem for me is again if i'm defining a pure what i believe in ocr course is the the obstacles at spartan are too i believe too easy um and as well as well for me um anything that's like a mud mound i got no use for it um it's just to me that's just inconveniences um a dunk wall i'm not big on those either and the spear throw hey i have a spear throw in my backyard but i still think it doesn't really belong in obstacle course racing it's it's thing uh savage again i love their obstacles but you're right their layouts are not as good they don't have that challenging terrain for the most part that spartan does um, and then they too, they have the, the walls and the Davy Jones and all that stuff. And what I'd like to call gimmicky obstacles. And that's why I always end up back at, at Noram and especially at Stratton or Blue Mountain. You've got your challenging terrain, challenging obstacles and a really well, uh, and, and for me again, big mandatory completion. Um, let me add one more. So, uh, like I said, with Spartan, Race directors have done a great job. So, Spartan, once again, if you're listening, great job. The race directors. Stop sucking up for a pass. <laughs> the only thing that I have to, uh, I, I agree with you, this one is the obstacles. You said they were very, you know, they're, they're slightly, we all know the type of obstacles that they mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Um, you know, they've become very easy to do. Yep. Right? Don't get me wrong. 
there's still some obstacles here that a lot of racers here have not done because they only have them in the States. They haven't brought those over here. So if you want to try Spartan, you know, the full experience of the different types of uh, obstacles and the level of difficulty, like they have very good obstacles with different levels of difficulty, Yes, you know, um, but you only find them in the U.S. You, you don't find them here in Canadian races. Yeah, that's right? that's been a big so bone of contention. Yeah, and so we all know the type of obstacles that they have whenever whenever we go do a Canadian race. Mm-hmm. It's fairly easy. It'd be nice if they changed it up a little. Now with the new management now here in Canada, that I'm hoping that they will bring some of those obstacles that they only have in the U.S. here in Canada that we can all experience, that we've all seen on TV and that we've all heard about. You know, it'd be nice to have them here so we can also, as Canadian racers, that we can try them in and and then have fun and experience um, those type of obstacles. So, and so, have you ever done Battle Frog? Battle Frog, no. Sadly, I missed out the boat on that. I really wish I had because I know a lot of people just did not finish. No, when I started, when I when I got into OCR. Um, Battle Frog was one of the first races I did. And so, and their obstacles were phenomenal. The, the difficulty in those obstacles and the, and the creativity and the uniqueness to them were just phenomenal. It's the same like Savage Race. With the, when I first did Savage Race, it was just the first and second and third time I did it. It was still just the level of difficulty. It was just wow, these are amazing. Mm-hmm. These are great. And, and the majority of these, uh, all those obstacles were um, grip strength for them. Um, yep. So you really had to, you know, practice your grip. So, so in comparison, and like I said before, comparison, comparing those to uh, a, a Spartan obstacle, the ones that are in, uh, the Spartan race obstacles are really easy, and I really do hope, like I said, they bring the U.S. ones down here because they're they're great. Yeah, and they're phenomenal, and I wish that we can all try them out. And anyone who has not done a Canadian Spartan, okay, we never got Bender, or very rarely did we get Bender. We never got the eight foot box. I, I've never seen a twister on a Spartan course up here. Um, uh, what's that? Uh, oh God, uh, Beater. I've never seen Beater here um we just we didn't get those they didn't happen now and like one says hopefully fingers crossed hopefully the next spartan races will start to have them now that the now that joe is in charge of spartan canada so here's hoping and from what i from what i understand and um this is something that joe is aware of and that he's going to do his best and work and communicate um work really closely with the Canadian management up here and uh, making sure that uh, Spartan does bring a lot of those obstacles that they have in the U.S. over to Canada. Yeah, and I really you, do hope that they follow through with that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And, and I, I admit, I, I'll give them the devil is due if they do that because I would love to definitely throw in a couple of more difficult obstacles which would help me a lot and slow some other people down. I'd appreciate that. Um, all right, so... Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to a couple of people. Um, uh, OCR Talk and I Am a Spartan podcast. Um, they actually w- was on I Am a Spartan Cots podcast. Jason Dupree, who is the host of OCR Talk, gave us a, a little shout out, and I appreciate that. Jason Dupree 
does a great job at the long with Anna Landry and they run a podcast that is very much, they just, they pretty much chat with each other. Um, somewhat similar to what you and I do, but we're, we're going to be doing other things. Whereas they pretty much keep it there. The one thing super impressed me about Jason Dupree actually, and it's not the podcast, it's he's doing a really interesting stuff on broadcasting some of the races. He went down to OCR, OCR battlefield and got it in this year in March and you can check it out on YouTube. He was a one-man show and did as good a job as anybody producing a race. He commentated. He commentated. He was the rabbit. He was the Purdue. He did everything. And I was amazed. Other than wind noise, and I mean, other than wind noise, I had zero complaints. He did a great job. I, way to good go. Job and, for you. Yeah. And uh, Scott Knowles, who runs the I Am Spartan podcast, does great interviews. Check him out. Both of those yes. podcasts. Um, did you want to say something about next week or are you leaving that as a teaser? Where do you want to go with that? No. Um, so before we finish the show, I wanted to take a few minutes. Um, so uh, for the next podcast, number four, for everybody listening, our audience uh, listeners, um, one, we thank you for listening and we have something really cool planned for next podcast. And we're going to be touching base on a topic, mental training, mental health in OCR. This is something that I've been doing some research on. And um, the one thing I've noticed is this is one of those topics that is not talked about, not talked about enough. And sh we should, especially in OCR. Um, this is, um, I think it's a very important topic. Um, I've been getting a lot, a lot of feedback, a lot, a lot of suggestions on something, uh, on, on mental training and, uh, that, and bringing it out to the public. And, and so I decided why not? This is, this is something that I also, um, been having problems with, um, you know, uh, there'll be, for example, you know, we're all human. I sometimes have my dark days, uh, you know, where I feel uh, unmotivated and uh, I fall into that hole and that dark time and where, you know, um, I, I feel like I can't get out and it's, um, I'll just sit in my room and then not want to do anything. And so, and, and I get in my head and then, so um, mental, mental training is um is something that i i've uh, i think it's an important topic that we should be talking about in ocr and so uh for next week um uh, we're also going to have a special guest um sean from outlaw ocr he's out in i believe it's uh, montreal quebec he's going to be joining us and so all three of us we're going to be talking about mental training uh the good and the bad and what we should be doing to stay mentally healthy. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, for those who don't know Sean out there, and I, I, I said this to Juan the other day, Sean is probably the best Canadian OCR athlete that nobody knows about. Um, yes. He's really good. If it, you've, you've probably seen him at races and you've seen him fly because that guy can move, man. He is legit good and he runs a great coaching service. That's right. Such a classy individual. He's mm -hmm. been there for me um, to mentor me, to coach me, and to also guide me whenever I've uh, fallen in bad times, you know, where sometimes I, as an athlete, get in my head sometimes, 
you know, so he's been there to help me. And so with his experience and him being in the elite level, me in the age group and in, um, and, and yourself, Dave, I think that all three of us do different perspectives, you know, different, uh, different ideas, different, uh, suggestions that we can talk about and, you know, bring out to our audience. I think it'll be really helpful. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are going through this as well. Yeah. You know, we're also going to be talking with mental training. We'll be talking about self-talk, which is something that we, all of us do in the OCR, every athlete, it doesn't matter what fitness level, what, what category you're in or what tier you're in. You know, we, we're all human and we all go through these, um, different, different emotions, different, uh, different so if we can talk about it because i feel like um this is not talked about enough in yeah. in, in podcasts and so and this is an important topic and so i feel like um that we'll be able to uh connect with a lot of people and uh help a lot of people and that's the big thing so we got that set up for next week that'll be a big week and uh we'll talk to sean sean like i said he's a great guy and I know that, like I said, this is a definitely something that's deep for one. And I have a ton of questions about because this is something different for me. I, I don't know a lot about it. So it would be definitely good for me to get educated. So for this week, uh, Juan, take it away. We're all good. We're all good. All right. That's take it. care. Take care, guys. Have a good one.